The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Well, good evening and welcome to Big Footy Power Podcast. You're here with Bevo and I'm joined as always on a Monday night by the man from Western Australia. He thinks he's a... Well, a lot of people say he's uh, the Perth Bachelor of the, of the Year over there, but um, yeah, you know, he doesn't mind uh, getting out and strutting his stuff. That's the man himself, Cam McLean. Good evening to you, Cam. Yeah, yeah, good evening, mate. <laughs> I guess the only problem with that is the fact that I'm married, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that probably doesn't help. But uh, thanks, mate. Thanks for the intro. Yes, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're long weekend here today, so um, unfortunately, I've had an extra day to lament. Uh, <laughs> results over the weekend. Yes. Uh, and I even uh, even got to watch my waffle team East Perth get beaten today as well. So, oh no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mate, uh, not, a, not a great day. It's been a great long weekend on that sort of things. <laughs> well the crows lost though, so that's something positive I suppose. Oh that definitely helped. <laughs> that definitely helped. <laughs> and the, the best part of that they they dropped they we lost and we moved up a spot. Oh, uh, into the eight, thanks to the crows. <laughs> that was unbelievable, wasn't it? I, I thought, hang on, am I, am I seeing that correctly? Do I need to get a pair of glasses? How can we go from being ninth into, into the eighth after a loss? <laughs> so, oh, it was great. And then, so thanks very much to the Adelaide Crows for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, classic stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, so at this point in the weekend, um, the power went down by three points after a great start, you know, five goals to one in the first quarter looking really good against the Hawks, and then pretty much a dour struggle after that. 18 goals kicked for the whole game, uh, with both sides kicking nine goals each. And, yeah, the Maggies, better this week, I suppose, after a disappointing loss last week to North Adelaide by 79 points. So a bit better this week against South Adelaide, but still didn't get the chocolates, and uh, we'll talk about that a bit later on. But getting back to the power, I, I just feel as though one got away, Cam, after a great start, we just really blew... Blew our opportunities, you know, our disposal efficiency was shocking. And, you know, I heard yesterday, Ebert was 30% and Ollie Wines was 50%. And for two, you know, so-called stars of the team, leaders of the club, that's just simply not good enough. And, you know, when you're kicking like that, and also poor discipline as well, they seem to be the two things that really hurt us. And as much as the umpires and all the supporters and people will say that the umpires cost us, I think we just cost ourselves in the end by poor efficiency and... Stupid, undisciplined acts. What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. The well, look, umpires. Uh, not too worried about that. Not, not an issue. Um, we were obviously the, the usual thing we do. We, we were chipping around, but Hawthorne play a similar type of game. The only problem is they put us. They seem to put us under a lot of pressure uh, for the last three quarters of the game. Constantly, what we were doing was we would kick the ball down to our forward line and they would have big players. We were kicking it straight to some of their big players like McAvoy, Howe, um, Segler. There was a, a lot of turnovers. Um, if you've seen the stats, I, I think it was something like it was 70-odd. I, I, I think we turned the ball over about 10 or 15 more times than Hawthorne. Gee whiz. So... Yeah, it was it was really disappointing that way. They they like I said, they, they managed to cut us off quite well in, in down in our forward line, but also 
they just put pressure through the midfield too and say, you know, you got someone like uh, Burgoyne running free in the middle, uh, being able to link up, uh, being able to link up down to the forward line. So, yeah, mate, it, it was a good outlet. Our clearances in, in the first quarter were, were great. Paddy would just knock the ball backwards. Our players would run onto it with, and either turn around and kick or have a player running through to, to, to get it to. But uh, after that, mate, they just put pressure on us all around the ground. They, they were a lot more defensive and uh, they they caused a lot of errors for, or made us, you know, I, I guess create a lot of errors. So, yeah, it, was, it definitely got away and it was really disappointing. I guess uh, from, a, from a positive perspective, they are pretty hard to beat over the Hawks and, you know, the fact we got that close, you can look at some positives out of that game, I guess, and, you know, the former Robbie Gray, four goals, um, especially considering that he jumped on the plane early that morning because his son Aston was sick and just the way that he played and, and Westy's game again, he just keeps getting better and better every year, I reckon, and, gee, he'd be right up there for a chance to win our, our best, or his first ever best of Ferris at the Power, I reckon, the way he's playing at the moment, Cam, but... Other than that, the, oh, Ryder was really good in the ruck. You mentioned that before, but other than that, there wasn't really a lot to get excited about, was there? No. Uh, look, actually, interestingly, with, with Robbie, yeah, you're right there. He also, I mean, he did just get off the plane and he was probably our best player <laughs> for the day too. Uh, yeah, West Office. I, I thought Ollie Wines was quite good early, but it's just, you know, you were talking about some stats before. Uh, that, that weren't that great, but uh, I thought he had a good crack. But yeah, he wasn't. Uh, I think as the game went on, he wore on a little bit as well. Uh, Ryder has played definitely one of his best games for the year. Um, he took a number of he, he he took two or three contested marks too, I think. But um, yeah, I thought Ryder was very good, and, and definitely Westoff was just getting younger with age. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Tommy, so it was great. To, uh, Tommy Jonas worked very hard. Yes. Uh, as usual, down in, yeah, in defence. And I thought uh, Dougal Howard, you know, he's always, he's very reliable. He's always there when you need him. Yeah, he's and fantastic. Once again, I think he, yeah, and he, he leads the way in one percenters. And uh, yeah, look, you're right, there were some positive signs. Um, yeah, you know, I've talked about some of the negative before and how they, they caused turnovers. And there was actually 12 more turnovers uh, than, than Hawthorne, so not a great effort. But, yeah, look, some good individual performances there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely frustrating, mate, because um, we, we know how to get the, get the footy and the great style like that, you think we'd just go on with it. But, yeah, poor discipline just really seemed to kill us. And I was watching some of the – or watching on the news tonight, just stupid – you know, 50, 50 metre penalties, even 100 metre penalties that we were giving away. And I understand that Charlie Dixon's yeah. getting frustrated and, you know, he's not having the same year he had last year. And But you just can't afford to give away stupid free kicks and stupid fit inside 50s. And, um, and yeah, 50 metre penalties just kill you. And as much as the people say that the umpire's got it wrong, we, we like, in the first, we just can't do this sort of stuff. It's going to cost us, you know, a final one time. And, you know, potentially cost us on Saturday, um, as, as well as a number of things. But, yeah, huge game this week against Richmond. We can't afford to give away more stupid 50-metre penalties against the Tigers because that will hurt us. And I think our best footy is good enough, as we saw in that first quarter. It's just a matter of stringing it together. And we need 
we really need guys like Wingard and Dixon to step up and you know, they're horribly out of form at the moment, but we know how good they are. So some people are calling for Wingard to be dropped, which is a bit harsh, I think, because you know he's one of our best players at his best. Maybe he needs to do a different role, whether it be playing in the midfield or down back. What do you think, Ken? I, I think, uh, yeah, more uh, more time on the ball for Wingard. You're right, oh, I think it's a little bit unfair. He's, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is that, that's going on with him, but... Uh, I think, you know, you could do something like that. It was like, um, you know, getting getting Rockliffe into the middle as well, you know, gave him a bit more lease on life. I also probably wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Dixon, uh, perhaps with a little bit more ruck time as well, uh, just to get him more into the game. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that elimination final Dixon that we had, but I think maybe get him... Get him Get his head clear a bit. Get him into the, you know, into the the, the action. Uh, a bit more of his hands on the ball, and then, you know, obviously with with him and Ryder perhaps swapping a little bit more. Yeah, that's not a bad bad call at all, Ken. Because we saw, you know, against the Sydney Swans in that second half, he really turned the game for us. And then there's a couple of other times he played really well. Um, I think I can't remember the games exactly, but yeah, you're right. He's he's definitely a a, a big presence and a big man and. And Ryder's shown that he can play up forward and do a great job of it. So, yeah, why not start Dixon in the ruck or, you know, give him a bit more time in the ruck to get him around the ball? And, and what about Wingard? Do you feel the same thing? Like, Wingard needs to be involved in the game a bit more, maybe a half-backer on the ball? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think probably on the ball for Wingard, I reckon it'd be great to uh, let him loose, see him run around a bit and uh, do some of that stuff that he does, a kind of run and stun type of Thing, thing that he does, you know, it's 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 exciting, Wingard. So um, yeah, I, I think that'd be great to see more of him. Uh, say down around the middle. Yeah, he's such a good player. We know we know like he's an all Australian, and we know how good he can be. So I don't think dropping him is the answer because that would just hurt us too much. And yeah, I I don't know if he's injured, but he's he's certainly not at his best at the moment. But we all know how good he can be. That showdown, he was another one of the players that really had a great second half to, to help us win against the Crows, of course, those few weeks ago and kicking those couple of goals. And we saw the influence that he can have on the game and how good he can be. So let's hope we see the old Chad Wingard back this week against the Tigers. Yeah, there's, look, as you say, with Wingard, we, we know what he can do. Uh, he, he fits well into our side. No problem there. We just need to find a... The coaches need to find a way to just run into form. That's all. Yes. No, exa- exactly. And another one that didn't so much get a lot of the footy on Saturday, but he had an interesting type of role, a different type of role, and that was Tom Rockley had a run on what role with uh, Tom Mitchell in the second half. Perhaps simply sort of should have put him on there the, on the whole time because he did a great job. Kept him seven disposals in the second half after he was carving us up, up until half time. And, yeah, Rockley... You know, could we see him maybe going on, maybe going on a Dusty Martin this week, or a Shane Edwards, or someone like that? That's or a Potch in one of those boys that you know carve up the opposition as per usual. What's your thoughts on that, Ken? Yeah, it was uh, it was a good move by Hinkley there, wasn't it? He had uh, Mitchell had twenty one disposals to half time, uh, and finished the game with twenty eight. So it was um, it was quite good. He's the sort of play you can't uh, you can't lose. You can't let off the leash. So he is maybe going to have to think about that with maybe someone like Cochin. Uh, 
there's there's him or, or there's Rockcliffe or there's Ebert who can also do the job. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably like to see maybe Ebert take a tagging role this week. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet. Perhaps if he can stop someone else, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Rocky get around a bit more. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It'd be good to see. You know, hopefully he can continue that form into this Friday night. And what other things did you see, I guess, uh, positives or negatives from the game on Saturday, Ken? Yeah. I think uh, that now, all right, well, I'll talk about perhaps a, a couple of changes, I think, that maybe need to happen. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's three players at the moment that I'm questioning and uh, think that perhaps we, you know, perhaps need, perhaps, or perhaps need a stint in the SANFL. Yep. And so one of them, I've got Tom Cleary. Yep. Uh, another one, I've got Dan Houston. Yep. And I've also got, that would probably be, probably almost go without saying, I think Jake Need as well. Um, it's a shame I'm because thinking, he was so good against yeah. the Crows the other week, wasn't he? And, you know, all, laying all those tackles and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. That, yeah. For a small forward, he hasn't kicked, uh, I don't think he's kicked any goals uh, the last few weeks. And I think perhaps for him you could bring in either uh, Don Barry or Lindsay Thomas. Oh, yeah. Lindsay Thomas um, is good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, both. I mean, we'll talk about the Magpie shortly, but, uh, you know, we, we know that Lindsay Thomas can play. Yes. Uh, we know that. And, and look, Either him or Don Barry can bring something extra to the side as well. I think down the back line, I, I reckon um, uh, uh, Jackson Tring, Jack Trengo. Yes. I mean, yeah, for, for Houston. Yep. And given this Richmond side, um, I, I, honestly, I actually wanted, I, I had in my, in my head uh, Trent McKenzie to, to come in for Cleary, but that obviously can't happen. Um, but I think for this Richmond side who rely a lot on small forwards and, and, and run and that type of thing, I almost think uh, maybe Jasper Pitt could come in. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Only choose, I only choose him because uh, Mackenzie's injured. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're probably uh, some of the things that I've taken away from the Hawthorne game. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you've definitely raised some, some good points there, Cam. And again, we'll talk about the Magpies afterwards. But yeah, Pittard was certainly one of our best yesterday and I lost to South Adelaide. And, you know, he was he was back to the old Pittard. He was, you know, taking marks on the last line of defence and taking the game on and actually kicking the ball long as well. We know last week we talked about how he got a lot of the footy, but he was doing a lot of short kicks. This time he, re- he was the old Pittard, you know, the, the run and carry, kicking the ball long, you know, being damaging across half back. And yeah, if he could do that for the power, that'd be huge. And, yeah, I do rate Dan Houston. I think he's fantastic. And he's going to be a star of the future. But, yeah, he, his start to the season was great, but he, has sort of, he hasn't been himself the last few weeks. Yeah, look, if you take Houston and Cleary out for a rest, well, you, you know, go back to the NFL to find some form and you add, say, Trengo and Pittard, um, you're, you're adding probably around about 130, 140 games to the side. Now, we got... You, you could tell our, our inexperience on the weekend, particularly through our turnovers, players 
sort of seem to be at times players are a bit of a deer in the headlights. Um, maybe overuse of handball, that type of thing, wasn't helping the side. So I think some experienced players back into the side is going to help. Um, another thing that I and you talk about the, the sort of the, the run and the carry and the more directness. We did, I think it, it, it was around about the last quarter we did it, a kick out of full back, uh, and it was quite, it, it sort of went long down the middle, and then we, we went more direct to the forward line and had, had the right result from it. Throughout the game, there was still a lot of that chip and possession, which Hawthorne play a lot of that as well, but then they would have players, perhaps who were, like I said, able to link up through the middle and then create a fast break to the forward line. Whereas that was something we, we weren't doing enough of, and that's something that needs to be worked on and considered as well. So we, we really need to be able to create some more space through the middle uh, when we're coming out of defence and then be able to get it to our forwards more quickly. Yeah, I reckon you're spot on, Cam. And oh, it's so frustrating, and people... Yeah, I guess people, our supporters are passionate and they get frustrated and that sort of thing, but to call... For Hinkley to get the sacks a bit harsh, I think, because you know we're, we're in the eight, we're not going too bad, and and there's still guys that are like you know Watts, Motlop, Rockcliffe, these sort of guys that are still trying to learn our game plan, and it takes a long time to adapt to a new side. So I don't think we're going too badly. And the next three weeks are huge. If we can win two of the next three, um, and beat either Richmond, the Bulldogs, or Melbourne, or you know all three would be great. But if we, we lose to Richmond but win the next two, then we're still right around the mark and. We've got a good run home. I think we've got seven games at home, including these three. So I, I definitely think our season's well and truly alive, and it's really in our own our own destiny. Yeah, as I said, I mean, if, if the players can start to, uh, like I said, if we can get some more directness into our game, which is what we were told at the start of the year is going to happen, um, then... You know, we'll, we'll go okay, even in that first quarter. I mean, we, we were getting the ball down to the forward line and, and there were players down there to kick to. Uh, like I said, Hawthorne very easily clogged us up after that uh, and because we give them time to be able to do it. So, yes, I'd love to see... Like I so said, if we can bring more of that, then we can really get our season back on track and that's something... Yeah, look, starting from the coaches, need to get get that into our players. We've got good players. They're just not playing smart football. Yeah, that's right. And I touched on it earlier, discipline as well. Giving away stupid, you know, 50-metre, 100-metre penalties is not good for the team at all. And I understand that players get frustrated, but they were just stupid, silly acts that cost us on Saturday, weren't they? They were, and you, you just you cringe at times and you just think, Come on, how can you be so dumb as to do that? Or, you know, just, just calm it down. Because uh, obviously we, you know, we don't like the supporters, but it, it, it lets the team down. And, and sometimes it's just so obvious that, you know, you think, why did you do that? Why did you have to do that? So, But also, I, I think, uh, I believe the umpires were, were reasonably red hot on that. 50 metre penalties this weekend because even a friend of mine who was at the Saints or the Eagles and Saints game said that um, he found that quite frustrating so I said yeah we, we had a lot of 50s in our game so I don't know maybe, maybe there was a memo this week from the umpires <laughs> yeah they do. They tend to do that I think 11 were given out in total so yeah it was certainly not good in house yeah. yeah no that's right there, there were 9 given out 
given out up to half time. So that's that's it ridiculous. Was, uh, yeah, so it, it, it wasn't good, but um, yeah, look, that, that's look, you're right. Discipline's an issue, and I mean, Hawthorne, I think, ended up kicking. Uh, they kicked quite a number of goals from free kicks too. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but it might have been around six or seven or eight or something like that. So yeah, very disappointing. Uh, very disappointing on that side of things. And like I said, if perhaps a little bit more experience and some cooler heads in the side. Uh, you know that someone like Trango or Pittard or whoever who, who's fighting for their spot um, isn't going to give it up and give it away all that uh, that easily. So hopefully with, with them on the edge, if they were to get a game, they'd probably also bring a little bit of discipline to it as well. Yeah, exactly. And a bit of, bit of grunts as well. Both those guys going bloody hard. And, you know, Lindsay Thomas, as long as he... Doesn't go too crazy, you know. He provides um, he provides a good contest. Yeah. He's got he's a good shot at goal, and yeah, he provides that X factor. So yeah, as I, as I was saying that, I was thinking, well, you know, I talk about uh, bringing some discipline into the side, but then uh, I guess I, in the same breath, I'm talking about bringing Lindsay Thomas in as well. So he's <laughs> not, not quite the model of discipline, is he? Oh, he can be when he wants to, but yeah, he's just. <laughs> He's uh, definitely worthwhile, you know, playing in the side though, because yeah, we do definitely. do like that key forward, or not a key forward, but a, a goal sneak as such. And then we can play wing guard in the on the ball or something if you have Lindsay Thomas in the side as well. That's right, and and I'll go back to that too. I, I think uh, a bit more time on the ball for Chad uh, would probably do him uh, the world of good, and, and hopefully the team as well. So I uh, look, and and what better time to do it than this week, uh, you know, we've got Richmond on a Friday night, so we're on the big stage. A few players that do need to lift their game, Wingard, Dixon, etc. Uh, I think yeah, now's going to be the time for them to do that. What do you think's gone wrong with Dixon? I mean, last year he was so good. We saw that we talked about that a bit earlier in that final where he was probably almost the difference against West Coast. If he kicked straight, would have won that final. It's a different story altogether, but the way that he was just chasing, tackling, you know, taking contested grabs left, right and centre, he was superb. And we just haven't seen that form this year, have we? No, we haven't. One of the differences, so he's predominantly, he's obviously our key forward uh, for our side. And, you know, he sometimes struggles to hold marks. Uh, you know, it can be frustrating. Then at the other end, you had Rafet, who just, it was... One grab in the air, you know, he was doing an outstanding job. But you're right, Dixon does have that other side to him that we haven't seen enough of. And I don't know whether it's anything to do with the structure of the team, whether it's still, you know, whether there's, uh, there's maybe not enough room. I, I, I did pick up on the fact that Hawthorne were able to clog our back line quite well, which would have made it hard for Dixon to run and lead. But... Yeah, look, his work in the air and that sort of thing hasn't been as good either. So I get the feeling it's just a mindset for him. He's, we know he's got the talent. He's got a big, strong body. He's got the ability. Like I said, I think it's just the mindset. And I think sometimes he does miss a lot of these, um, what you would think would be regulation shots for goal. And that mustn't help his confidence either. And I, I, he Clearly, he gets frustrated easily. So... But maybe he needs someone to calm him down before the game. Maybe he needs to go and meditate at halftime or something. You think, yeah, you think the new girlfriend <laughs> would uh, be doing him some good. She's an absolute stunner. But um, 
Yeah, I haven't oh, seen the. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, hasn't seemed to help. But um, yeah, let's hope yeah. we can turn things around, mate. Before we talk about the Maggies, um, there's been a lot of talk lately and, and stuff like that about the game itself. And we saw on Saturday that there was 18 goals scored for the whole game, which is disappointing, especially considering you know we scored five in the first quarter. Um, congestion in footy, it, it's a bad look, and everyone's saying the game's you know, gone to gone to the shits and, um, you know, the crowds aren't the same and TV ratings are going down and things like that. But I don't know. I sort of feel as though the game has been changed that much that you can't possibly change it anymore and just leave it alone and let the game sort itself out and let's hope that eventually congestion and this defensive rubbish that no one wants to see will just be disappearing and we'll have attacking footy again. What do you think about it, Cam? Yeah, look, it, it was a it was a frustrating weekend, wasn't it? Oh, the, um, watching the Port Hawthorne game, I talked to a few other friends about this as well. If I didn't barrack for Port, I would have been bored as. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, even on oh look, it, it was it was really hard to watch. Just the kick and chip and turnover, and you know, there's there's no sort of open space and run and carry. I mean, there's, there's minimal open space. And even watching uh, Sydney and Carlton the other night, I mean, the, for, for a lot of the game it was close, but it wasn't enjoyable. I, I probably enjoyed watching the Eagles and Saints a bit more. I did see, it wasn't, wasn't a great game, but for games over the weekend, I, I sort of felt like there was a bit more space in that one, but... Not not to say it was a it, it was great to watch, but it was probably one of the better ones. Do you know? So, I actually yeah, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the Crows GWS game, not just because of the result, because it was like um there was twenty five goals scored for the whole game. It was quite open. It was hard contested, almost like a finals type atmosphere. So I actually enjoyed that game probably the most out of all of them. I know that's a bit simple to say that being a poor fan, but <laughs> um I actually yeah I actually found that one one of the best games to watch. I'm not so sure if you saw it yourself, but yeah, I thought that was a real good, really good game of footy. Okay, no, look, I didn't see it, so um, I'll have to take your word for that. But yeah. uh, look, you, you, you're quite right. I mean, it's it's frustrating. I even watched a uh, WFL game on Saturday between Perth and Swan Districts, and yeah, there, there was there was a little bit of that in there. So you, having said that, there, there did seem to be more space run, so it, it was. It was a bit better to watch, but you, you also look at it. I mean, that defensive thing—it's—it's it's in the state leagues as well. Yeah. And the more, it, yeah. Fortunately, though, state league players aren't as professional, and they—they they don't train for it as much, so it doesn't always come off as well for them as they like. But yeah, it is creeping into that. And, um, yeah. You're right. I don't know how much. I mean, you, you could make changes like. Um, the way they set up the game, uh, you know, at centre bounces. Um, there's a few things that you could look at there, but, you know, I just don't want to see it change that much. One thing I will say, though, and, I, and a lot of people don't like this, and, and, and a lot of people might beat me over the head for it, but I actually like the last kick um, out of bounds rule. So yeah. if if you kicked it out of bounds, you know, it doesn't have to be on the full. The other team gets the ball. I actually like that rule. I'm with you. I think it's great in the sample. I think it's because it encourages yeah. people to, players to keep the ball in. And 
you know, it's actually really, yeah, it's a great contest and it tends to reduce congestion a bit as well. I like it. It does. And it, it allows, uh, uh, with the stoppage, it means that uh, so you've, you've still got to run around. So you, you can't just stop and all reset everything at the stoppage, getting your, your little spots. There's more room for, for chaos, if, if you know what I mean, which you know means that there's, there's less time to think. So, yeah, I, I, I quite like it, and I think it will help, will help the game flow a bit more. Um, yeah, like I said, a lot of people don't like it, and that's fair enough, but I actually do. Yeah, no, I don't want that rule at all. That's one I certainly agree with, but yeah, the whole you know having six forwards in in the um, circle, almost like a netball thing, and you know they can't, no one else can go into the circle uh, until the the ball's been bounced or whatever those that thing that Blighty's come up with. Yeah, I, yeah that's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, and any more, I mean, any more rule changes? Seriously, people are just going to get seriously confused, and they're just not going to attend, and it's going to be a disaster for the AFL. Get a little bit tired of rule changes and uh, just yeah, you, you might be right what you say in that perhaps it will perhaps it will work itself out. Maybe a, a coach will find a more offensive, offensive type of a structure that um, that's long and flowing and uh, and works. But for now, I, I'd like to give it a bit more time just to see if it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Leave, yeah, leave the game alone for now. I think so. But we'll, um, we'll watch the space with that one, Ken. We'd better get on to the Maggies, though, mate. Um, so we talked about it a bit earlier. They went down to South Adelaide yesterday by 35 points. And, yeah, they, they were sort of into contest a bit, even in the last term. And when you give away seven free kicks um, that resulted in goals, yeah, it makes it pretty tough to, to win in those situations. Not, it wasn't so much poor discipline yesterday by the Magpies. It was just giving away free kicks at the wrong time. And also... Inaccurate kicking, like I know Hayes only a young guy and he did pretty well, but he missed a real crucial shot in the third term and an easy shot as well. And, you know, that came back to bite us in the bum. And whilst it was a much better performance than the week before against North, probably a disappointing loss again against the side that we probably should have really beaten. Yeah, we, we should have. Uh, there's, there's a few players out, though, too. Um, Atley... Obviously, McKenzie, who we talked about, uh, Todd Marshall, and... Um, Aiden Johnson, yeah. Aiden Johnson, yeah, which doesn't help. Uh, you're right, from a discipline, or, yeah, so much, sorry, the, the free kick point of view, that wasn't great for us. Um, again, there's still a lot of overuse of the handball, which I know was a, was a big problem in the first quarter, but over time, I think, Oh, probably on a, on a slightly more positive note for the Magpies, we did start to become a little bit more direct. As you say, you mentioned Jasper Pittard earlier, and yep. I thought he was quite good in providing that run and carry down the middle. Um, he was, I think he was doing a great job. He took 10 marks as well. Yeah. Not any tackles, but, but you know, he was actually working quite hard for the ball, and he was spending a bit of time in the air. So he actually switched it on and gave us that penetration that we needed. Yeah, I thought so, he was. I thought he was probably our best player, to be honest. I thought he was really yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. He was definitely one of them, and we looked a lot better with uh, Lindsay Thomas and Sam Hayes 
down in the forward line too. We it seemed like I, I don't know what our inside fifties were last week, but um, we we got it in there. I, I think it was around forty odd times this week, which which I didn't think was a bad effort. It, it did feel like we were making a more positive impact uh, in going forward. So um, the inside fifties was forty four. Sorry, um, to, to South 52. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it felt like we, we were going more direct. Again, there's, there's the chipping game and there's the, the handball into trouble. But I, I felt like as well, when we did turn it over, we, we did defend a little better as well. I mean, they, they still got a reasonable score against us, but there was just a bit more, uh, I, I think, a, a little bit of an improvement in the game plan this week. Yeah, I totally agree. The first quarter was like disappointing and a bit like last week's game against North. But you're right, the last three quarters they really did start to take the game on more, more direct, and it was a lot better to watch. So yeah, certainly hope they can take that form into the game against Centrals, which they must win on Saturday. They're never easy to beat Centrals. So I had it. Um, Centrals, Elizabeth Oval, what's it called? My Money House Stadium. Now they change every year. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so that should be a, a good game of footy. But, yeah, talking about some of the good players yesterday, you mentioned Pittard. We talked about Jack Trengove. He was really good. His use of the footy was so crucial to us. Lindsay Thomas kicked four goals and was a real live wire up forward. Carl Amon probably had one of his better games in a few weeks with 25 disposals. And uh, I thought Billy Francis and Sad, Sam Hayes had a crack in the ruck whilst they, you know, they probably didn't win against Keegan Brooksby overall because Brooksby's one of the best ruckmen in the comp. I thought they did okay, and Hayes kicked one goal, could have kicked a couple, and those boys had a try. And one guy, I reckon, I'm not too sure if he's on our list. I don't think he is. I think he's more of like a, a top-up player or one of those players that you just sort of pick up. I don't, the rules with the um, <laughs> with the sample are so confusing. and they can't, Yeah, it's all over the shop. But um, Levi Proud, I don't know if you know, he's, he, earlier on in the year he was one of the, he won the award for the, the most, well, they have this award every week in the SNFL for the, up-and-coming talent, so to speak, and he won that award um, earlier on in the season. And he's he's a real talent to watch, I reckon. Um, he's only a young lad. He's wears number seven for the Maggies, had 20 disposals yesterday. I've watched him a few times now, and he uses the ball well. He's in and under. He's one guy I wouldn't, I would not certainly mind having at the power, that's for sure. Have you much seen much of him at all, Cam? Yeah, yeah as you know, I watch most Magpies games, and... Levi Proud does impress me. He's uh, he he has been very good. He's not on our list, uh, so he's not on the power list. He's a top up player, as you say. Yeah. But um, yeah, he certainly impresses me with his his use of the ball, uh, his ability to get it. I, I quite like him. Um, I I'm just thinking. He, yeah, he got twenty disposals and did lay four tackles as well. So he. Look, he does a good job. He does a good, honest job week in, week out. So I, I agree with you. I really quite like him, and he could be a good young up-and-coming player and um, someone that, that perhaps the power may have a look at. Yeah, um, most definitely. Do, do you reckon, and, and I, I, I haven't asked you yet, uh, you, you or me have talked, but do you think Trengo's done enough? Yeah, definitely. Call up? Yeah, most most definitely. I think I heard a stat yesterday. He's averaging something like 29 disposals a game. He's If he doesn't win our best and fairest uh, with the Magpies, the only way he can't win it is if he plays the rest of the season in the power because his season has been superb. By far our best player 
I think, in the Magpies. Every week he's in the best, you know, tries his hardest. Um, his efficiency with, with, with foot's really good. Uh, yeah, I think he's fantastic. And what he had yesterday, he had 27 disposals yesterday, nine tackles. So, yeah, he's definitely earned his spot in the power, I reckon. I think he's done enough, Cam. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and then you've got uh, Don Barry got 29 disposals as well. So Yeah, he was really good. good game. It can be a bit of a problem with his use of the ball. So I, I, there was a little bit of uh, turnover from him. However, uh, I've always got a thing about, you know, the, the more of it you get, uh, the, yeah, obviously the, the more chance or you increase you, you increase the chance of actually turning it over. So <laughs> Especially, he, he did, yeah. <laughs> he, he looked very focused uh, in the game yesterday, and I thought it was um, it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big effort for him. Now, you you got to watch the game a fair bit yourself. Yep. Where do you, and, and often you're asking me, so I'm just turning the tables a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I stitched up at the start and called you the Bachelor of, the, of Perth. The two big guys, I mean, look, Laddams came back, he's got the knee injury, he didn't get to do much, and, and that's fair enough, they'll probably use it in. But Hayes and Frampton, where, where do you see them at the moment? Yeah, good question. Uh, Hayes, I thought, if, the, if I had to choose one of them that's, you know, more likely to be in a power side, you know, God forbid, hopefully Paddy Ryder, that never happens to him again with the Achilles, but if, say, he was to go down and we needed one of those guys to go in, I'd put Hayes ahead of Frampton at the moment. I think Frampton's starts of the year was really good, but I just don't think he's uh, he's in the best of form at the moment, but Hayes, you know, kicked a goal yesterday, took a couple of really good grabs. He's, yeah, he's really, I, I think he's a real talent, and I don't know if he'll play for us this year because he's still very raw, but Definitely a, a star of the future for sure. And the sort of guy that you could possibly play in a forward pocket and maybe swapping in the ruck, depending on what happens, of course, the next few years. Of course, Paddy Ryder's not getting any younger, so Hayes could be a, a likely replacement in the future. But, um, yeah, I like him. I think he's really good. And, you know, even up against the big body yesterday at Brooksby, he still did pretty well. Branson, yeah, tries hard, but not... Not quite at the AFL level at the moment, but you know who's to say that things might not change the rest of the year or early next year? You know. Yeah, Frampton probably now. Frampton probably needs to get a bit stronger. Yeah. I mean Hayes. Hayes is very tall, which works. He, he's a really good option um, to to kick to through the middle, or, or they've, they've been using him reasonably well down forward. So. You're probably right. I mean, he's physically he's not quite there, but he provides that height. Whereas Frampton, not the Frampton's short, but you know Frampton probably also needs to get a bit stronger. But I think for Hayes, it's the height that's on his side. Um, I'll add to that. So Hayes, someone I, a friend of mine, um, his Hayes actually lives with his brother over there in Adelaide. Oh right. And um, yeah, yeah, obviously interstate recruit and reckons he's an absolutely ripping bloke. Reckons he's just a really nice young guy. Well, I can I can vouch for that, Ken, because yeah. I actually interviewed him on my breakfast show earlier on this year. So there you go. 
when I was up in the Riverland in South Australia when I was I was in my past past job as a breakfast announcer. Um, yeah, I actually yep. interviewed him once. I interviewed Kane Farrell, and both of them ripping lads. So yeah, I can totally agree with that yes. one, mate. <laughs> That's what he said, just a, just the nicest young kid, you know, so um, good on him and, and let's hope a, a big future for him at our club. Actually, speaking of Kane Farrell, was, he, he's kicked, he kicked a goal, a bit quieter. I, I sort of, I see Kane Farrell and, and, and say perhaps Joel Garner as really good future prospects for our side. Definitely. Um, they're yep. not, you're not, not getting a lot of it at the moment, but, but that's okay. They're very much in development. But I think some of the things that they do do, I mean, you know, Kane Farrell, I find, is particularly good at reading the ball and, and he always pops up with a goal or two every week. He sometimes take a take a mark, you know, in the area. He plays at times bigger than, than he actually is. And like I said, not ready yet, but I think they're going to be great prospects. Uh, Will Snelling played a good game too with his 20 disposals and, and seven tackles. He, he's been uh, coming along quite good. Yeah. Quite well yeah, you're right. He's another one that certainly, yeah, I don't know. Oh, he has played for the Power before, that's right. He played against the Gold Coast a couple of years ago and he did okay. He hasn't sort of got back into the side. Hopefully they keep him on, on the list. But, yeah, there's definitely some good talent going around for sure. And another one that's um, a top-up player, but I just like how he goes about it. And I don't know if he got a heap of the ball yesterday. I haven't got the stats in front of me. But I just think he's... Not a bad player, and another one that we could keep on our list, and that's Jack Clusty. What's your thoughts on him, Ken? Yeah. I knew you were going to mention him, actually. <laughs> it's, I, I've, as, as I say, I've, I've watched a bit of the, the Magpies, so I do know these players quite well. And uh, Look, he only got six disposals, but he does... Hang on, five disposals, sorry. He, he laid five tackles as well. Yeah. And he's kicked a goal. Now, he, again, he's another one, actually... Reminds me a bit of Kane Farrell, to be honest. So, um, he's, again, he's another one that if he was ultimately on the power, on the power list, he could be there for, for quite a while to eventually develop through. Um, yeah, he's, he's a very good, consistent player. Look, he only got five touches, but, um, again, he's another young, another young guy who's sort of in there and, and topping up. And I, I find, I, I think... When he's out there, he uh, it's got quite a good presence, and he's he's often often bobs up when you need him. So yeah, I, I, I knew you would bring him up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it off there. Emmanuel Ira is another one. Now. Oh yes, he provides provides really good run and carry. But again, I, I think I said this last week. Reminds me of Jasper. <laughs> he um, yeah, he gets the ball, he runs, he bounces. And he gets caught, or he handballs or kicks the opposition. But uh, I think, you know, with a bit of time, he can provide a lot there. He's, yeah, I really like his style of play. And he's going to, when he's ready, he's going to give us that run of penetration from the back line. Yeah, let's hope that we can keep him on the list. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's most frustrating, isn't it? We have these good players like, you know, we lost in the in the off season. We lost Robbie Young to North Adelaide. Um, Jared Armand, sorry, not Jared Armand. Um, his name escapes me. Liner. And, no, not Liner. Um, no, one of the guys that went. There was a couple of guys that went to uh, Woodville West Torrens in the off season because they weren't getting the game with Port. Um, oh, yes. And one of them won the reserves, yeah. best and fairest, actually, for the competition. 
Um, I'll, I'll get his name afterwards. But And then uh, Tommy Gray, Sammy Gray's brother, he left to go to the Eagles. I mentioned Robbie Young. You know, like all these guys going to other clubs. And then yesterday, Anthony Beamans used to play for the Maggies. It's like, oh, all these guys that are – it's just it, – it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they've got to go and get opportunities at other clubs because they don't get the opportunities at the power oh, – sorry, the power reserves, unfortunately. But it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, and, again, I guess all those uh, those people that don't like um, the AFL and the SANFL, well, they uh, – they're benefiting from a lot of it. So Absolutely. Why did I say Lyon? He, he's still on our list. So yeah. That was, sorry, that was stupid of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're benefiting from from these rules and from this list. So, um, yeah, again, the, you know, the, the, the winches and the sooks can shut up. Yeah. What about Alex Barnes? Kicks eight goals against us the other week and he's a, oh. a bloody ex-Magpies player. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It, yeah. It, look, it, it, and it breaks my heart. And if, say if we'd lost... Steve Summerton, um, I mean, that would have been just a knife through, you know, a knife through the heart for us. Uh, he, he played, a, as usual, played another good game again. Oh, he's a gun. Yes, I love yes, him. Absolutely love Summer. Yeah. 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 Um, 27 disposals and six tackles. So he uh, he's doing a great job. And uh, he, really, he really holds his own amongst the power players. And he's... Yeah, he's a great leader uh, for the side with with no hassle of the fact that, you know, he's around these players getting paid several hundred thousand dollars and, uh, you know, he, he's the man stepping up every week. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Actually, I just remembered it's Louis Sharrod, the one that's gone to the Eagles that won the Sharrod, reserve. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's... Yes, okay. Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it breaks your heart. And then I think it was Benny Harron yesterday kicked a few goals against us as well, another ex-Magpies player. So, yeah, that's, I think I said, to, I said to a mate of mine, it's almost like the Blues um, in the AFL. You could almost have a team of ex-Magpies players quite easily with all the ex-Magpies players going around at the moment. Yeah, you, you actually could. Actually, that would be interesting to put together a side. Of, I, I think I may have seen it somewhere, like on Big Footy or something like that. You could put together a side probably, of current uh, Magpies players in, at other clubs. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I could, I could probably... Look, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, it, it sounds about right. <laughs> well, the old Butch would be up there, I reckon, and then, yeah, you've got Alex Barnes and the Ruck, and, yeah, the list goes on. Beamans, of course, I mentioned, Haran, <laughs> Hoskin at yeah. Centrals, yeah. Gene, oh, and the, the, the skipper of Sturt, Zane Kirkwood. The list goes on, oh, doesn't I know. it? It hurts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I agree. <laughs> um, anyway, mate, we better almost wrap up the show, but this Friday night, huge game against the Tigers. What do you think we need to do to win this one? Yeah, tough one, this one. So with the Tigers, they're a, they're a good running team. Um, like I said earlier, they don't rely so much on height either. So um, what we need to do is we, we need to make sure we've got our running uh, running players on the ground. Uh, yeah, we're really going to have to try and stop that run that they provide. So it's, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a really big one, uh, you know, Tommy Jonas, he's going to have a big job ahead of him. Uh, look, whoever Rance ends up playing on um, is going to have to be at their best. 
I think our forwards, we're going to need to use our our height in the forward line, but definitely our our runners are going to need to be tight and accountable because Richmond can just run all over you. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, but I feel as though our best footy is good enough, and we saw it against the Crows in the showdown, that you know we're, we're good enough to beat it with, to match it with the best sides, but again, it's just a four-quarter effort and, and yeah, like nullifying those the Dusty Martins and the Caddy, who's just incredible form at the moment, and, yeah. and those sort of guys. But I know Toddy Marshall didn't play for the Maggies on the weekend with a shoulder. Is there any chance of him playing this week, or do you think he'll come back into the Magpies if he's okay to play? Look, I probably wouldn't play him this week because I actually I thought, okay, we've got to get Todd Marshall in. So then I realised that, you know, the, the shoulder. Um, if he's got that injury, like I said, height's not the big issue with Richmond. So I don't necessarily think we need, we, we'd want to bring him back in this week. Yeah. So if he's ready to play, I think put him into the Magpies. But he's definitely just about ready. We, we are going to need him in the side fairly soon. Yeah, and Ken Hinckley said the other night on the news as well that he's definitely in our best 22, and I 100% agree with him. I think he's a star, and um, unfortunately, what happened to him was an absolute tragedy, but he was playing awesome footy before that happened, so let's hope he can get back to that form again because, yeah, he sure is a star of the future, that's for sure. Yeah, look, if if it was a different side, I'd probably say, yeah, let's let's bring Marshall in. It would be a good idea if he was fit. But, uh, look, again, he's young. He's been through a bit, and he's got this shoulder injury. Put him into the Magpies for this week if he's ready to play, and then we can bring him back the following week. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Well, mate, bring on this Friday night. Certainly looking forward to it. Should be a ripper. And, um, yeah, hope you have a good week. And um, for the listeners, or I don't know if we have any listeners out there, but if there is any listeners out there, <laughs> um, we won't be on the show. I think we had a login issue last week, oh. and we... We may have gone through the same thing again this week because, yeah, there's there's no one on the live chat, but I know last week people were trying to get through. So, um, yeah, I don't know what we've done there, mate. Yeah, I don't know either. That's well, right. Yeah, we'll That's, hopefully get it sorted. Yeah. But anyway, mate, um, you have a good week and uh, let's hope the power can get the job done on Friday night. We'll be back in a fortnight's time to chat more. That's right. We will, yes. we Neither of us can make next Monday, so uh, it'll be in two weeks' time. So, um, yeah, mate, all, all the best to you, and let's hope for a big win for both sides this week. Get us back on track. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. And hopefully others hopefully not upset at me about my first comment on the, on the night. I just had to stay up for something different. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Got all of that, mate. Got a Look forward to it, buddy. Always, always a pleasure, Cam. Have a good week. See you, mate. Yeah, you too. All the best. Cheers, mate. See you, buddy. Bye.